my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars of this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast Scott! How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. Gentlemen, we have uh, a couple of Scots, a Kev, and a sandwich here this afternoon. Yeah, that's true. All true. This is the beginning to a really bad joke. <laughs> Two Scots, a Kev, and a sandwich walk into a bar. That's the title of the I episode. Wonder, kind of, yeah. I wonder if there's like a noir filter. Oh, no. And it's fun with filters again. Fun with oh, filters, kids. Uh, fun, fun with, with filters. filters. All right. You know what? Let's just get this show on the road. Uh, let's start with the, the social medias, right? Welcome to Geek Stuff TNG. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Geek Stuff TNG. If you want to be involved in the show, you can call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. You can send us an email. At geekstufftng at gmail.com. Or if you really want to get involved, uh, join us on the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash geekstufftng. For just $1 a month, you can chat with the Geek Stuff TNG crew over on the private Discord server. For $3 a month, you get access to the Early Bird Special, which gets you the show a couple days early, usually the day after we record, plus a sneak peek at the prep sheet. For 5 bucks a month, so, it's the bonus round. You get a weekend... So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna slow that down now. So... I want to personally right now admit that I skipped Uh-oh. sandwich shop on accident this week. Wow. And you skipped I've it taken on accident. It upon my, I, I did. It was, it was a genuine accident. So I've taken it upon myself. I have discussed it with the higher ups at Geek Stuff. I am my self-imposed punishment. I'll be watching the director's cut of the original Dune movie as punishment. So we're going to get a special sandwich shop this week. As yes. punishment, you got. Did you get called to the big office? They, they, I got called. Oh, I boy. got the memo across my desk. It was waiting for me in the morning. 
So that's, <laughs> that's at the $5 a month uh, option. You get the bonus round, which is a sandwich shop typically every week. And when it's not every typically. week, then sandwich gets punished. You also get twice a month the vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff out on the 1st and the 15th. Um, I'm going to then also give an email that we got at this point from a Mr. Dave Phipps. He said, the sandwich shop, the sandwich should stop watching anything Kevin orders him to until Kevin watches the pilot slash miniseries of Battlestar Galactica from 2004 and gives us a review of it. Then for every sandwich shop episode, we get an episode of Kevin commenting on the next episode of the series. So say we all, so say we all. So say we all. You've never seen Battlestar Galactica, Kev? I, I started Battlestar Galactica. I just had trouble getting into it. So that's number one. Number two, um, in response to that email, uh, send this, uh, West Coast Scott. Send this response, please. Will you take this down? Oh, let me let me give a pen. Hold on. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. No. <laughs> Period. That's it. That's the response. All right. Okay. So, oh, uh, let, let, I, let me I, wrap it up. Let me wrap up the, the Patreon for $10 oh, a month. Sorry. For $10 okay. a month, you get to watch the live feed where you get to see all of this fun action happening live on Instagram. Uh, and so, yeah, check us out patreon.com slash geekstufftng. And then back to you, Kev. I, I want to say that I accept on behalf of upper management. Uh, sandwiches offer to subject himself to the director's cut of the 1984 David Lynch classic Dune uh, director's cut and a sandwich shop to follow. And it's appropriate because we are only what four days away now. Yeah, the 22nd, I think from Dallas Villeneuve's Dune part one, although they won't call it part one. They just call it Dune. Um, so I, I am very excited that, uh, sandwich will be overloaded with Dune. And we I, may, maybe he should watch the Jodorowsky's Dune documentary too. Oh, that's a good idea. I don't need to but be he's got to watch the Lynch one first because the Jodorowsky I have to get to a whole one, director's cut. The Jodorowsky, uh, uh, documentary, I think his would have taken place after Lynch's because wasn't part of the motivation of him doing it was that he didn't like Lynch's film or something like that. I think I'm right about that. I think regardless, uh, well, let's get him through the David Lynch Dune, uh, East coast Scott, and then we will, uh, we'll get that. We'll get that documentary in, uh, in the mix. Yeah. And I thought I heard today, somebody say the possibility for, dune part two and part three so it's like it, it jumped from oh yeah we need at least one more to now is it a trilogy have you heard anything about that no i i know for sure that there will be a part two i think if anything goes beyond that i don't think it's dune anymore i think it's east coast scott can correct me i'm pretty sure children is the second yeah. book right Judah messiah the second one i think it's children i think you're right and i think that children is the I think the only other readable one, because I think I recall starting what I think is Messiah, which I think is the third book. And I think I didn't last very long. How many books are there? A hundred. How yeah. many are actually written by Frank Herbert? Three, okay. four, maybe. Um, and then, you know, a bunch of substitute teachers took over, I think. Right. And I think his son wrote a few as well towards the end. Who did? 
uh, Frank Herbert's son, I believe. Yes, yeah, yeah just yeah. just like all of the great authors' sons, uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, the family they business. have to have their hand at screwing up their father's legacy. I'm looking at you, Christopher Tolkien. <laughs> so, just saying. <laughs> yeah, it happens. So, yeah, I accept. I'll accept that from the sandwich. If we get a sandwich shop of the director's cut of 1984, David Lynch Dune, I'm. Uh, I will accept that apology. All right. Well, <laughs> let's uh, let's jump into the news. We have uh, what seems like a similar story to one we had just uh, a couple of months back. A uh, superhero is come out as bi. So Superman, John Kent, right? The Superman of Earth. I guess he's the son of Lois Lane and Clark Kent. Yeah, it was a weird... They did a storyline where I think like Superman got depowered for a period of time, long enough to have a kid with Lois, and then they got repowered at the same time, him and his kid. On some alternate Earth, it should be noted. Is it alternate, or is it like the post-rebirth DC... Story I'm uh, actually I'm not sure I'm I think I'm it's speaking. the post re we're in the post rebirth like that future states uh universe which is the main co- continuity right now yeah I, I think, think it's I think it's the main continuity so the November 9th issue is um the it's Superman son of Cal L number five is when he's going to come out as by with a uh, a reporter so they said it's, it's mirroring uh, Clark and Lois. And so, you know, kind of reading the article. But now um, it's Clark and Lewis. Right. It, it is. Um, let's see. Yeah. Jay is the name of the uh, love interest for John Kent. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we've, we also have the. So, again, it was just in August that Tim Drake came out as bisexual as well so again it's it's in the name of inclusion and and updating the the universe to be more representative um but it's just interesting that it's essentially the same category that's getting extra inclusion i mean i i i get it you know like i understand it why they're doing it i'm just kind of like okay like does it have to be major news because, you know, and it just means that, you know, like it's going to flash the pan for a minute. I mean, this is like a Marvel strategy. You know what I mean? I mean, it just seems like it's beneath DC to do this. But in fairness, DC is starting to slide down the slippery Marvel slope of doing this sort of stunting and this sort of, well, we don't give a shit about continuity as long as we can tell a story with a bisexual superman who cares about continuity so i'm a little put off by it not because of the not because of the social or, or lbg q t that one uh not because of those, any of the tones of of that movement um i'm only put off by it because it's just another sort of slide away from the continuity that dc has proudly sort of kept whereas marvel is just thrown into the wind so i'm more upset about that i think than anything else well so i would to to play devil's advocate there uh if this is john kent uh, in the current continuity the son of clark and lois like that's not messing with any previous continuity this is just taking i would say a newer character in the dc universe and defining his sexuality 
that would then make the character a, a little more inclusive. So it's not well, not retconning anything, put, I would say, because it's a newer character. Let me put a finer point on it then. The idea of any sort of time shift in order to be able to create characters who are uh you know who are uh, 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 who increase the diversity or that kind of thing rather than just creating a new character who is bi or having a character that already exists come out as bi um that's kind of where i'm going you know the idea that you know they needed to they took the opportunity of a time slip in order to do that um, not in order to do that necessarily, but they're they're taking advantage of it in order to do that. I don't know. It just seems kind of, you know, it's it's playing loose and fast with time and continuity. And I would just like it if time and continuity calm down in one universe for, I don't know, one year, you know, just one year of stories where it's just like, it's the current continuity it's the current character incarnation. It's the, you know what I mean? And it follows through from one, you know, sort of storyline, if you will. Let's call it 12 issues within the series, not a separate series, where it's just straight through continuity, um, modern, current continuity, current character, and so on and so forth without this sort of time slip, alternate universe um, stunting in order to, um, you know, sort of have these inclusionary stories, which I don't, again, don't disagree with. I just think there's a better way to do it. That's all. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would think that, I think the challenge is that for, you know, I don't know, coming up on a hundred years of comic books. I mean, really it, it's been, it's been a very small universe as far as inclusion goes. And so you can't get inclusion without getting you, you're not going to get there fast enough if you just introduce new characters um that w may take you know decades to catch on and be as popular as the existing characters you know so it is to some degree it, maybe it is a shortcut to get that inclusion there but that inclusion is overdue so i think that i think that we should be accepting of those continuity issues so that we can more quickly get to a universe that's more okay. representative. I don't know. I don't know. Not to get too deep into it, but that's just my opinion. That's fair. So I accept that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was, that was kind of some big news. The other big news is that, uh, the, what the IATSE union, uh, they were able to strike a deal with the producers. So that's a good thing, right? That's not going to delay. That's going to help not delay. Although then the, uh, the next article is that uh, Disney delayed a yeah, bunch of stuff. Everything's been delayed. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so, I remember last week you said, oh, you know, uh, we don't want to delay all this Marvel stuff. We need it as soon as possible. And, and, and that strike was looming. And then I saw the it's article. like they were listening. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, so they made the, they got a deal. And then all of a sudden the next article you sent me, uh, everything has been shifted essentially. And some of it quite a bit. You know, it goes from as little as two months, which is like Thor, four, and I think, it, yeah, Doctor Strange uh, is pushed back. Doctor Strange two, Thor's pushed Thor back. Thor and Doctor Strange two are pushed back. Are pushed back about two months. Ant Man and the Wasp is about six months, and as well as the the Black Panther sequel, Wakanda Forever. Um, so we know that that's going to be pushed now as well. 
Um, and then uh, it's uh, like Indiana Jones five has been pushed back almost a year. That's not oh. coming out now until 23. Yeah. So I got to live another year before I see the end of this. You know, it's it's funny on uh, the vintage episode of Geeks of TNG, I think it was episode 65, may have been 64, uh, you were talking about rumors for the next Indiana Jones movie, which I think is the one that eventually became Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, and I, but some of the rumors back, you know, a decade ago when you guys were, well, 2007, I think you guys were talking, and it's uh, it was, is it going to involve the Ark again, like bringing the Ark of the Covenant back, so... That, oh. that obviously didn't happen, but that was some of the rumors back then. Not I, in that movie. I'm enjoying listening to the uh, the vintage episodes to see what was happening in 2007 in the in the geek stuff world. Wow, I should listen to to find out what was happening in my life in 2007. <laughs> see if I can glean any of that information because I don't really remember. Yeah, I kind of remember let, a little. Let, I don't know. Let's keep it going. Talk some other casting news, right? So, uh, Adam Warlock was cast as the dorky redhead kid from We're the Millers. Yeah, yeah, I like that kid. I don't know the kid's name. William something, isn't it? it? It's uh, Will, Will Poulter. Poulter, yeah. Now, yeah, he... he's Poulter, right? He's English, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Did Did you see? Uh, was it Bandersnatch? Right, the the Netflix choose your own adventure movie. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. But I did see. We're the Millers, uh, and I did see he's about to be in some miniseries or film. I think it's on HBO Max about OxyContin. Right. I oh. saw him in a trailer for that. He was also cast and subsequently, I believe, quit. He was cast as young Elrond in the Amazon Lord of the Rings series, which I think would have been perfect because I think the kid looks like he, he could definitely pull off a younger, uh, uh, what's his name, guy that plays Elrond, I can't remember at the moment. Uh, he he definitely, what's that? Red Skull, right? Yeah, Red Skull, but I don't think that's his given name, sir. I think it's, I think he has a given name besides Hugo Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Yeah. I think he can pull off a, a young Hugo Weaving very well, but he was, I, I can't remember if he was fired or left that that show i can't remember but i would know i remember being very excited about the fact that he had been cast because i thought that really worked i don't know i think the kid will do fine and he's playing adam warlock so it's a pretty big that could potentially be a pr pretty big character and one pardon me that that moves forward as a member of the new guardians because we know that the old guardians are are going to be out after this some of them at least drax for sure um possibly uh star lord poss i mean who knows but um you know all the the rumors are is that this is the last go round for this group of um for this group of uh uh, uh guardians of the galaxy so um, maybe he might be one of the ones moving forward. Who knows? Good casting, I think. So, what I like most about this casting, and what I've liked about the castings lately, is they're trying to get younger actors. So you you could tell they're trying to like invest in the MCU still. You know what I mean? You can see that they're trying to like set up people. You know, Tom Holland's a young guy. This Will guy, I don't know his age, but I know he can't be. I, I I'd be shocked if he's anything over thirty. You know, these are young actors, 
And you yeah. can tell they're like trying to load good young talent to move yep. forward into the future of the MCU. And that's, that's fantastic to think about. They don't want to Chandler Riggs themselves. Anyone? Anyone? No. Chandler Riggs? No, that's not me. That I mean, name sounds super familiar. Who, no. who is it? Chandler Riggs? Wait, Nobody? Wait. East Coast Scott? Chandler Riggs? No. Is it Terminator? Does he have to do with the Terminator? Nope. Nope. Who's Chandler Riggs? Chan- Chandler Riggs. Yeah, Chandler yeah. Riggs. If you know who Chandler Riggs is, call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Because everyone will know who Chandler Riggs oh, is by I then. What's that? I just Googled it. So he was Carl in The Walking Dead? Correct. Yeah. He was uh, Carl in The Walking Dead who went from 10 to 27 in two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I'm guessing you're right. Uh, Mr. Sandwich in the sense that they are casting younger guys so that they can grow into these roles because they don't want these guys to age out. That's part of the problem with, um, I don't know if you heard this, but that's part of the problem with Dave Batista. Dave Batista don't want to do Drax anymore because he doesn't want to like appear without a shirt on. Yeah, that's true. That's part of what he, he said the issue was is that he doesn't, he doesn't think that he's, I, I guess jacked enough to be Drax anymore or something. I don't know. I I say put a shirt on the guy and let the guy continue doing the role. What the hell's the problem? Yeah, let Jax wear a shirt. Hashtag yeah. let Jax wear That's a shirt. That's the problem. Give him a fucking shirt. Give him a funny shirt. You know, like he pulls off funny. Give him something. Give him a funny. T- give him a Captain America t-shirt. Yeah, get him an you know, I'm with stupid shirt and let him stand next to Star Lord. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, or have the arrow point up. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Something, you know, like something. It just writes know. itself. Um, yeah, I, I think that, again, that actor, like, you know, if you think about his character from We're the Millers, I think it, it's, first of all, it's that he's a good actor because the other things that I've seen him, like, he doesn't look, he doesn't even look like that character, right? So, you know, I think that he's going to do well as uh, as Adam Warlock. So I'm Also, in, I had I'm no in, idea he was English until I actually heard him speak, which I'm still pretty sure I'm correct about. Not 100%. But yeah. I loved it. I loved him in Where the Millers. I thought he was really funny in that. Yeah, he, he was great. But like I said, that's kind of a, a dorky character. And then I think that I've seen him play other things where he's like you know, oh, sophisticated. Serious. And, yeah, yeah, serious. And 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 he, he pulls those off as well. So so don't like if you just looked at the character from Where the Millers, you'd be like, oh, this guy can't play a, a superhero. Right. You know, but um, if you count TV shows, he played a villain for a little while. What TV was... show? He was on Gotham. He was young Joker. That was not him. That was him. That wasn't him. Now, weren't there I two different? That was him. Weren't there two? No, no you're thinking that of the, was, the guy looks, from Shameless. I, I mistake these actors all the time. Yeah, the guy I'm from so Shameless sorry. is the one you're thinking I'm about. I'm so sorry. I mistake these actors all the time, and I did it there like a jackass. If you I was think, smart. if you think that I don't know the actor who played the young Joker, even on a pathetic piece of garbage like Gotham. I thought you didn't sir. even watch Gotham. A, I didn't. B, I, thought, I thought we just forgot. I didn't. I know who the kid was that played the young Joker, though, and it ain't Will Poulter. I thought it was. My apologies. Well, and, and what I know, director's I know. Kevin's cut... never said anything wrong on and the what, show. And what director's cut will you watch? Nothing. I I'll know a director's nothing. cut you can watch. Shogun. Yeah, yeah, you find it for me. You find oh, the director's cut. Well, oh, as there. it happens, as I'm going through the product archive as we move locations, 
Who knows what I'll find? Dun, dun, dun. I, I mean, how incredible would it have been, Kev, if you would have just held up the DVDs fresh from the archive right that, there for oh the Instagram Oh, my God. Live? It would have been the best joke ever. Ever. Except I just didn't get that deep in today. That's all. <laughs> all By right. next week, probably we'll have it, though. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out at the, in the product archive. Uh, let's see. Uh, Anthony Mackie is going to set the star and executive produce uh, a Twisted Metal adaptation. Is that a video game movie? Yeah, Twisted Metal is a, a video game. Um, it's kind of like, a little bit like a Mad Max kind of setting, if I remember correctly. Sandwich, did you play that one? Not really. Um, I, I'm They re-released one, like, a couple years ago i think and they might have re-released one more recently but it was never my style it's like it's like death race like it's like, yeah it's, like it's a super intense demolition derby yeah what i remember is that i remember some footage of someone driving an ice cream truck around yeah, that's the big guy sweet tooth his name i don't know but is it yeah they, they that's the iconic one where it's like a crazy it's like a bunch of crazy people in cars and they try to blow each other up to win a contest well i don't know so, what the prize is like death so race, anthony death mackie race yeah anthony mackie is basically going to fund a a uh what you call it a, a mad max movie but with no mad max all right well let's uh let's keep going with the the the, the disney down the disney road there right they uh apparently just came out there's going to be an agatha harkness series maybe as, as a a sequel to wandavision they're saying it's a spinoff, so spin-off? one assumes yes. Yeah. So will will we see her as a as a uh, mid credit sequence in uh, Doctor Strange? Maybe. They they certainly could set up something in in the credits. Although, from the from the amount of pressure they're laying on that movie, I think they're going to have enough to do in it. Where I think plugging putting over to use the wrestling term putting over agatha harkness is probably not going to be high on their priority list i imagine well they could also use her in the in the movie not even as an after credit scene but like maybe like oh maybe i know someone who might know and then they and then doctor to see agatha in the books though the only real the only other real thing that agatha harkness does is become franklin richard's nanny yeah. you know like she doesn't really do that much at least that i recall of significance in the book i just think people like the character on on wandavision so they were like oh let's do something with her she, she had the evil book so maybe they're gonna go based off the fact that she maybe the evil book so. yeah but she don't got it no she more right? doesn't have it now oh. yeah now so wanda has it. it it'll it'll be interesting i mean obviously she was a fan favorite character and yeah and so that's kind of, I think that's really what it is. They probably did not have plans for an Agatha Harkness series. So until it was so popular. So maybe they will need a little bit of time to develop it. Right. Um, Let's see. So what else? Moon Knight is deep in production, right? So that's still going. Scarlett Johansson settled with Disney for an undisclosed uh, figure. I believe the amount is a gazillion a bunch of money now but will she ever work with disney again she's done right i'm sure she could work with disney again but the point is she's not gonna work as black widow again so why would she work with disney again yeah well i'm gonna make the transition 
over to Star Wars and be uh, Mara Jade in 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 a Star Wars movie featuring uh, the Winter Soldier as Luke Skywalker and her as Mara Jade. Okay, then I say yes, maybe she will, but I doubt it. So I guess my question is: Is Disney going to hold a grudge even though they settled? Would would they not work with her again even if the property was right? Um. Well. Ask, uh, ask, uh, James Gunn. Yeah, I guess that's true. They can, they can, uh, they can change their mind. Um, Yo, Sandwich, you better shut that dog up. Geek stuff, where we love dogs. Um, speaking of Star Wars. Did he freeze? No, he's just trying to quiet his dog now. Oh, oh, Um, he just has an angry face on. He's on best behavior. That's right. There's a dog right here in this room on best behavior. Look, I can even, I'm going to even show the people at home. Look yeah. at him. Look at him. Shout out to Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles, just laying there, calm, just enjoying the program. <laughs> yeah, my sister-in-law's German Shepherd was uh, barking up a storm a minute ago, too. So we all got there's dogs. A new, there's a new person in the household, so the dog is excited. Uh, what What new person? What what is anyways? This, what is so it? Scott on the prep sheet next. Um, Star Wars, Star Wars, yeah. There, what do you there, got? We still don't have a release date for Kenobi and or Mandalorian three. Uh, Book of Boba Fett's coming uh, is at the holiday December? season. Yeah, still still should be this. So that means around the holidays we're gonna have Hawkeye and Mandalorian, or not Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Well, do they that's also? The... Did we say how many episodes Hawkeye is yet? Is that released? Are we getting the six or the eight? They haven't said. They haven't said, but they are going to release the first two at the same time and then go week oh, are to they? week. Yeah, I, I, the first, I, the first I two are going to come out of the double. Because now I'm going to be sad if it's only six episodes. So I'll have four weeks of Hawkeye. Yeah, but weeks. you could just go back and watch uh, Rogers the Musical segment over and over again, though. On over and over and over again. That's what I'll be doing. Uh, let's see. Let's jump over to Netflix. Have you seen uh, that 90s show coming out? Yeah. Or they're, yes. they're in production? Yeah. It's going to be following so, uh, Red and Kitty? Did I post something about that on our Facebook? I think I did. I think so. Sandwich? I, on my comment? Sandwich was looking to be recognized. Sandwich, you have uh, the floor. They have released, there will be six episodes of Hawkeye. Oh, well, there you go. Six episodes. One hours? That makes sense. I don't know if they said it's probably going to be an hour. They didn't, I, I, I didn't see that in the information I saw, but I didn't. I wasn't looking for that. So it's probably going to be an hour, roughly forty-five. Right. So uh, getting back to uh, that '90s show, or whatever it is, that that '90s show. Yeah, yeah that '90s show. That is, uh, it's basically Eric and uh, what's her name's Donna kid. Yeah, Donna. Thank you. Uh, their daughter comes to stay with her grandparents for the summer. And so we get to see all of the, you know, what happened, basically what happens to all those characters and the new characters and so on and so forth. But yeah, the anchors are going to be Red and Kitty, uh, who are now grandparents. So, uh, and of course, I'm sure the the cameos will abound uh, mostly because none of them are doing anything. <laughs> so, except I think maybe the only one we might not see, I think, is Hyde. 
He's right, but that, that's more because, because he's he, got yeah some personal yeah. problems, right? Yeah, he's not in jail, but he's like he, he's been canceled, right? Did, Isn't that the term? Was he canceled, or did did he did he? I, he did something stupid. No, he did. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying that's I I don't think we'll see Hyde based on that. Didn't, yeah. didn't I? Don't they, think anybody else drugs. is is. I think we'll see everybody else. And didn't um, they pull him off of his other? I think yep. it was a Netflix show. And didn't they replace him with – was it Ashton Kutcher that replaced him? No, Ashton no, Kutcher was brothers. on there already. Oh, okay. That's what, that. I Okay, that, I just wasn't sure because I didn't watch that. But I, I, I saw that they pulled him off, and yeah. I, I thought that maybe they had just replaced him with another That 70s Show actor, which I thought was funny. But okay. So, yeah, and, and um, I saw a thing that said basically the time frame between That 70s Show and when it aired in the 90s and That 90s Show and today, it's actually – uh, it's further just just to make sure that everybody feels nice and old. Other than uh, you know Kev, who was you know in like middle school when that '70s show came out. But um, yeah, the 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 time yeah. difference between now and when the show is set is actually greater today than when the time difference between when that '70s show aired and when it was set. My mother didn't like me watching that '70s show because they spoke of of uh, of drugs sex and, and drugs sex. so liberally. So my mom did not allow me to watch that 70s show. I had to watch it later on in reruns. Man, just think about when that aired, right? And it would show them, you know, smoking marijuana in the circle, but they made sure to never show the actual drugs, right? That was a big deal because it was a network show. So now it's yeah. going to be a, a Netflix 10 episode show. I, mean, I just wonder if the it'll be a little more graphic because it just because of the nature well, of is, everything. Is, is weed legal in Wisconsin? Not in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. It wouldn't be. Well, I guess I don't know. I guess we'll 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 wait and find out. They'll probably swear more. I also heard yeah. since we're we're talking about uh, sequel show rumors uh, and things. I also heard, and, and again, I hope this is true in a sense because it's one of my favorite shows. But there's a Night Court revival or sequel series coming, apparently, and it's going to star uh, Melissa Rauch. Do you remember who she is from um, yeah, Bernadette. the Big Bang Theory? She was Bernadette from the Big Bang Theory. And supposedly she's going to play Harry's daughter. Um, but we don't know who her mother is or something like that. And the only other returning character will be Dan Fielding. Uh, John LaRoquette. Uh, John Larroquette himself, the heart and soul of that show, in my opinion, the fun, one of the funniest people on the planet. If you've never seen Night Court, you should. Um, and supposedly, uh, yeah, so he is the only person returning. Richard Mall, who played Bull, said he's done acting and doesn't want anything to do with it. Marsha Warfield said no one approached her to do anything, which mm. I thought was a shame. Um, and and Harry. Christine and Mac are all dead. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, Marky Post uh, like just died either this year or last year, right? She, yeah, it was this, I'm pretty sure it was this year. And I think, I think Mac died really recently as well. Um, James Robinson, I think was his name. I don't remember if that's the actor's name, but he, he recently passed away as well, which really just leaves if there's any like Brett Spiner could do an appearance and revive that character. I mean, so many of these. Uh, people who became sort of popular in the 90s. Fran Drescher is another one who had her first sort of break on Night Court. 
um, uh, as one of uh, Fielding's uh, women and uh, on a whole host of other ones as well. I think it'd be really interesting if they actually get it off the ground and actually gets done. I would be really interested in seeing it, you know, mostly because Night Court is one of my favorite sitcoms, but um, because it seems like it would be an interesting to do, thing to do nowadays uh as a show so i guess we'll see yeah i'm i'm super excited for that to come out i was really sad when marky post died because i was hoping to see dan and christine back you know to be able to banter together again that would have been yeah great uh my well, the rumor you know the other the other rumor about the revival is that christine might be the girl's mother right you know i don't know if that's true either i guess we'll find out but in the course if if it actually happens so, so so here's here's my night court story back in in high school when that show was on the air um there was somebody i think it was a it was a referee at a wrestling tournament that i was uh, that that we were at and he thought that i was extremely sarcastic he goes you know you remind me of dan fielding i'm gonna call you dan fielding from now on and like that was my nickname from this guy for the rest of that tournament but it just like like to me like that was a compliment because dan fielding was a smart ass you know funny yeah. guy i mean like i really i so i just and he, I, he he got a couple emmys to prove it yeah so so there you go uh so speaking of those kind of spin-off uh tv shows uh there's going to be a pitch perfect tv show for peacock with cool. uh what else adam divine don't know that's that out of the genre uh all right what about why the last no, man nobody cares nobody cares it, let me ask you a question he, he cares because anna kendrick's in it no, she's not going to be in it. It's, it's going to be Adam Devine is the only one that's going to be from the movies that's going to be in exactly. that. Exactly, and really, and really, not the best character in the film. It's going to be Bumper so, and Donald. Bumper and Donald getting it in the TV show. That's it. No, no, and no, Fat Amy. No, thank you. No. Yeah, you you won't get you won't get the main characters. Yeah, no, Anna Kendrick. No, thanks. All right. So, what about Why the Last Man canceled? Was it? Yep. Really. I didn't hear that. So uh, the director, I think, uh, said, you know, that he's still would like to look for someone else to work with. But FX has said that they're not going to be moving forward with a season two of Why the Last Man. So uh, I, I thought it was a mini series that would have a beginning, a middle and an end, like maybe in three seasons or so. But, oh, hey, I told you, East Coast Scott, everyone I know said that that show was hot garbage. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and by I, everyone I, you know, that's uh, OG. It's not only OG; I, I, other people as well. I I wasn't raving about it by any means. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just I'm just saying that that seems to be the prevailing, and even FX has now chimed in and said they also think it's hot garbage. So <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Well, East Coast Scott's having technical difficulties today, but there he is. Freezing up a little bit. So, uh, what else you got, Uh, Uh, West Coast Scott? Let's move to comic book news. Uh, First and foremost, it seems like a small section of Twitter said Jack Kirby wasn't a good artist, and then the rest of Twitter came back and said, no, you guys are wrong. Jack Kirby's a great artist, including some famous people like uh, James Gunn and others. I guess as the Eternals trailers are dropping, uh, you know, people are pointing out that I guess the original Eternals art was kind of psychedelic and somebody yep. said something and then Twitter exploded, making sure that uh, I think the it was overwhelming that Jack Kirby was a great comic book artist. 
Jack Kirby was a very stylized artist. There was a lot of similarity in his work. And yeah, it was, it, it was so much of it turned into blacklight posters. So, you know, it's not really a surprise that, you know, uh, that people are starting to go, you know, have a look at the Eternals costumes in the movies, for example, and saying, these are nothing like the book. Well, of course they're not. But uh, I actually spent a little bit of time at New York Comic Con uh, over at the Jack Kirby Museum table people. I, I, you know, I always like flipping through that stuff. And even though I'm not the biggest fan in the world, I'm really not. I really appreciate what he did and his style. And there are characters that linger on today that still maintain the style that Jack Kirby gave them all those years ago. So, um, yeah, you can't really, you can't write, you can't write him off and you can't just kind of stick him sort of in a box uh, unless that box says, well, here's a really stylized artist who, who definitely had a style, developed a style, worked in the style until he died. Um, and that's to be commended. I think, I don't think that's to be, you know, how many of these guys come into the industry and they're like, well, I can draw a big, you know, big, boobs and butts and arms and you know like and and that's all that they do or that they craft or change their art in order to fit um you know whatever's popular at the moment where jack kirby said i'm just gonna do things the way i do things the end you know and that's what he did until he died so yeah i don't think it's a fair criticism to say he's not a good artist just because you don't like his art you know that doesn't make sense. Right. Hey, so while you're mentioning uh, the Jack Kirby thing at New York Comic Con, was there a uh, something you a story about yeah. New York Comic Con we forgot to mention last week? Yeah, there there was. And, and this is and I blame myself for this, although Sandwich uh, clearly would have preferred that this story remain hidden and dead. But uh, so as is the custom on Saturday night. Uh, when we load out on Saturday night, we usually make some harsh decisions about things we don't need to have in the booth for Sunday, because at the end of Sunday, we have to load everything out. And so um, the sandwich and I were making determinations, uh, along with East Coast Scott, uh, making determinations about, well, we don't need this and we don't need that. We can send this home and so on and so on. So we, we put a pile of stuff together and we're rolling it out and off goes the sandwich to get the, um, the vehicle. Which vehicle is this sandwich? Name? Yeah. Reggie. Reggie. So off to get Reggie, he goes. And so East Coast Scott and I, literally not a joke, sitting on a curb, uh, eating some popcorn. I think we we're having popcorn, weren't we? Was that that or was that Sunday? Popcorn. I can't. And was that, I think we got some dirty water dogs too. Yeah. So we're waiting and here he comes, right? And he pulls up and, you know, we're quickly, because it's New York City, we're quickly throwing stuff in the, in the truck and trying to get out of there. And that's when East Coast Scott says, hey, Sandwich, you have a flat tire. <laughs> and Sandwich goes, oh, let me see, or, or something. And we look at it and-, no, and Sandwich's reply was priceless. He said, it's fine. It's been flat for the past week. <laughs> it was like, well, no, what? I, th so I had the low pressure 
thing going off. Right. So I figured it was just running out of air. So I thought you said, oh, I thought you meant, oh, it's low on pressure. It was not low on pressure. There was right. no pressure. It there was, was no the pressure. Floor. Yeah. And then, and so, and so we were like, oh man, well, we got to go. And I looked at it and it was flat. And I was like, we got to go. We got to go get air in this tire and get out of this city, basically. Because, you know, or, or if you don't know, there's not a lot of uh, gas stations in New York City. It's not, and it's nighttime. So we're talking, it's probably 8.30, maybe at night, 8, 8.30. And uh, on a Saturday night in New York City, not like there's a lot of places open. You know what I mean? So um, we find a gas station is only a couple of blocks away and we roll on this flat in there. And I'm just praying that sandwich has a spare because I don't think we're getting any air in this tire. Plus, as is the custom, the hose to distribute the air is not present at this gas station. Right. It's out of order. The only way that we are now escaping New York. The (laughs) only way is if sandwich has a spare in the car. So we, we, you know, open up, we take the stuff out and we're looking for the spare and there's no spare. And I believe it was East coast Scott who went underneath the car and said, it's under here, you know? And then we were trying to figure out, now we found the Jack and all that. And there was even, there was even, which would come in handy later, yeah. there was a directions sheet <laughs> on how we should get the spare tire and the jack and how to use all of the equipment in the car. Before we decided to actually use the directions, however, um, uh, we, we were under the car. I was under the car. East Coast Scott was under the car. And Sandwich was keeping guard, one supposes. And uh, we were trying to loosen underneath the car. We were trying to loosen the what was holding the spare in place. And it was just rusted. And I was like, it's not moving because it's rusted. I'm banging on it with the tire iron. It's not loose. And finally. A whole tire around to unscrew it. Yeah, yeah. We were twisting it, turning it. Yeah, anything we could do to try to jar it loose because it seemed, I think, fairly to East Coast Scott and I, it seemed like it was just rusted and we were screwed. Screwed. That's all I'm thinking at that moment is we're screwed. Um, And then it was like, well, in a last ditch effort, we looked at the instruction sheet only to find out that there's a secret, uh, a secret lock uh, (laughs) that you insert the tire iron in and turn it it's like on the back of the bumper or something. It's like right it above. The, if you tire. pop the trunk, it's at the bottom part of it. And like this little tiny, it's no bigger than like. It's like a keyhole. Not even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And give Sandwich credit. He's the one that found that little secret hole. That's true. He did. And he found, and then, so it was like, all right, well, we stick the magic tire iron key in and we start turning it. And only then does it make sense why we're not able to get the spare off of the bottom of the truck. It's because by turning this magic keyhole, it actually, there's there's sort of like a tension uh, sort of spring type situation that's holding that tire up. Yeah. Right? And so as we turn the magic keyhole key thing, it's lowering the tire. And so we're able eventually to get access to the tire 
and eventually able to jack up the car and get the tire. But what, what East Coast Scott and I noticed during this, I mean, it had to be 40 minutes, 45 minutes for us to change his tire. What we are noticing is that Sandwich has never changed a flat tire before. No. And, and he still and hasn't, so, it sounds like? Did you make him change the tire, or has he still not changed the tire? No, what, what, what it was was it was a master class in how to change a flat tire because clearly East Coast Scott and I have changed 100 each because, you know, we're just going through the motions at this point, and Sandwich is like, well, why, well, why are you loosening – them that way and or why are you like do and and he's asking all the right questions i was just shocked that east coast uh sorry that that the sandwich had never changed a flat tire before well in my entire life it's gonna sound ridiculous i think i've been in a car with one flat maybe yeah and it was just i mean (laughs) what's what's that scott handle that one flat tire he did, I, he I did not like have to handle 10. it. <laughs> he goes ten hold and the, the guy hold, sat in the curb. Yeah, hold these screw hold these uh hold these nuts, boy. You know, that's probably the most that he helped if he even did that. Not the first time he's heard that phrase. That's <laughs> true. That's very true. So but so I mean it's just funny because East Coast Scott and I are not we don't even bat an eye at this situation. And we're let we're by the way, it's fair to say we are uh, we uh, we have maneuvered Reggie the truck onto the sidewalk in front of the gas station so that we could and we're just laying on the ground just scooting and there's garbage blowing around and all sorts of shit happening and we're just like <whistles> you know we're just going about changing the tire just as fast as we can I really honestly thought when I saw that tire when he first pulled up. I thought this is the end of our evening in one of two ways. Either it's going to take us forever to change this tire or we're not going to change it. And we're going to have to sit here and wait for some sort of help to arrive in whatever capacity that would have taken place. I have no idea. Um, and, and yeah, and it just turns out that, yeah, between East Coast Scott and I and Sandwich staying out of the way like a big boy does, uh, you know, we were able to get sort that tire i would say in about 45 minutes or so once we started following the directions it went really really smoothly it was a period yeah. of time where <laughs> kev had the tire iron i was just beating things underneath my car yeah and i'm like i think he's doing something i don't want to bother him because i don't know what i'm doing anyways so i'm just gonna let him or ping did, ping ping did it sound like the old show opening why 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 here's kev destroying the toy biz box set a little bit <laughs> Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't. Why? 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 He was. What the fuck? It was quietly. It, what the fuck? It really was. Con- in, in fairness to me, it was. Oh, yeah. and, and I think East Coast East Coast Scott will back me up here. Yeah, I know what you're gonna say. We. I'm pretty sure we both thought that we had to untwist something under that tire. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. First of all, um, like you were saying earlier, we've each changed at least a hundred tires in our lives. I've never seen. First of all, a tire screwed to the bottom of the car like that. And second, never seen one that wasn't actually screwed, but had that weird cable contraption with the secret hole in the bumper. Yeah. I've seen anything like that. I have never seen anything like that either. 
And I think that's what made it 45 minutes, let's say, instead of 20 minutes, mm -hmm. because we literally spent the first amount of that time going, well, what the fuck is wrong with this thing? It's rusted. It must be rusted. That must be why we can't get it off. And it wasn't. It was just sort of on this spring-loaded thing that no matter how many times we turned yeah. it or the tire, nothing changed. And that's where it went back. It went right back there two days later in a in a gas station in New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did they put it back up there? I did. Oh, you did. Oh, I see. I see. Got awesome. it. If, if only... anyway yeah so that was a story from new york comic-con that that we didn't get to share but yeah it was after a long saturday which only which you know i wasn't really worried because it's never busy on sunday so why would i worry about being you know you know tired on a sunday who cares because it's sunday and of course sunday turned out to be the busiest day at the convention this year and we were just dead by the end of it but the, uh, uh, at saturday on saturday night i thought we're through the worst of it you know even if we have a problem here it's not the worst thing in the world i was wrong and but it did go it did it was what should have been 20 minutes was 40 45 and so the lesson here kids is if you're going to change a flat tire and there's a laminated sheet of directions that are right there with the the jack you look at those fucking directions because that will save your ass some time and embarrassment and you won't have to lay on the ground under a car in the middle of new york city going i'm gonna get run over by one of these cabs any second now i'm gonna be crippled for the rest of my life so there you go that's as, the story as my father used to say when all else fails read the instructions that's it, literally what happened. We failed at <laughs> loosening that tire from under that car until we read the instructions, and then we were fine. Well, that story would have been great on last week's episode, Escape from New York Comic Con. But, uh, you know, yeah. hey, it's never too late. Consider this like an after-credits you know, uh, sequence there. We were yeah. just so into the things that went on at the con that it totally went out the window. And I, I don't know what, it, something struck me at some point between last week's show and this week's show. I was like, fuck, we didn't talk about the fact that he had a flat. And, and in fairness, you know, I, I got to give Sandwich a little in the ribs here. But Sandwich's first reaction was, and East Coast Scout will back me up on this. His first yeah. reaction was, well, we'll just drive it out of the city and get air in it when we get to New Jersey. Well, I, I didn't get a look of how flat it was until I got to the gas station. So once again, I'm thinking, okay, I'm really low on air. Yeah, but this was after we looked at it. And then you no, were like, you eh. guys, like, I didn't get a look at it. You guys looked okay, at it. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't get a look at it until we got to the, the gas station. I'm like, oh, yeah, you can't fill air. But, in that yeah, we, we looked at it. Scott like, and I. The whole and bottom I, was like. <laughs> i'm sure east coast scott and i had the same thought in that moment which was we're screwed yeah yeah we're at least two of these i mean we could have sent east coast scott home on a train but i you know sandwich and i at the very least were screwed you know if we were not if there was no spare which could have been a possibility as well uh you know that kind of thing we were just like oh this is bad 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 like the the donut though for a while because it restricted my driving that's yeah. right sandwich had to had to be a cautious and reasonably speedy a uh, reasonable speed driver which normally he isn't yeah. it also gave us a good opportunity to introduce 
sandwich to uh, Gene Shepard. Remember we were talking about the scene with where he drops all the bolts in a Christmas Oh, story? yes. In yeah. a Christmas story, yeah. I was picturing that, honestly. When you were telling the story, I'm picturing Sandwich as uh, the little kid from A Christmas oh. Story. And Kev, oh. of course, is the father, uh, weaving a tapestry of obscenity that, as far as we know, oh, still hovers in the fudge. atmosphere. Fudge. But I didn't say fudge. I said the granddaddy of all swear words, the F dash 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 word. Oh, that's a classic. <laughs> You've seen that movie, right? Sandwich. Right, sandwich? Yes. I've seen I, every. My mother. Because they do a marathon. I forget what channel it is. Does the marathon of it just straight all the entire Christmas Day? So that's the only thing that's on. She's in like the parades. So that's good. That's quality. Just, you, know, you know, you know, it's fair to say too that uh, many of those uh, young gentlemen in that film are friends of this program. Yeah. That's fair. Scotty Schwartz, definitely a friend of this program. Uh, the kid that played the bully. His name I don't remember now. I the one with Zach. yellow eyes. I swear to yes. God, he had yellow eyes. Yeah, Zach. Uh, I forget his last Scott name. Bar- that was the character's name, the bully. Scott Farkas. Scott Farkas was the character. The actor is Zach. I think it's Zach something. Or other. He played on, uh, on one of my favorite TV shows of all time, Titus, uh, on Fox. He played uh, Christopher Titus's brother. But I don't remember what the uh, actor's name, Zach something. Um, anyway, the point is a bunch of those guys have done the show. So we're big fans of Christmas Story here on Geek Stuff TNG. Is there anything else for this segment? Or shall we take a break and then talk about DC Fandom? So, yeah, I think we should real quick. Let me just do one a couple quick bits of comic book news. Uh, before we get into DC Fandom, this is a, a, an aging story. So I wanted to get it out there. They've been doing some... Uh, DC's been doing some web comics through webtoons. They're kind of like slice of life for the Bat family. Uh, I know uh, Sandwich and I talked about those briefly on uh, the episode, the solo episode we did, uh, but we lost it to to the to the ether. Uh, so those are kind of fun. Uh, again, very much more lighthearted. And uh, then the other thing I wanted to bring up was Mr. Mike Mignola and the Hellboy universe is expanding with uh, something called the Sword of Hyperborea. 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 How do you spell it? H y p e r b o r e a. Hyperborea. Hyperborea. Yeah. That sounds familiar, but I don't know why. Is that a? It sounds like a Conan thing. Well, I mean, again, it's coming from the Hellboy universe and the the BPRD, so I think it's a some kind of artifact that showed up in some of the issues that's going to get okay. That might be why. In, in Chicago. So it, this is a collaboration with. Uh, Lawrence Campbell is the artist, and additional covers by Quentin Winter, Dave Stewart, and Christopher Mitten. And then, yeah. there you yeah, go. Yeah, I've, de- I've decided that um, I'm going to expand the Hellboy universe um, by focusing on one artifact. And, um, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. Even though I said I didn't want to do Hellboy anymore, and I wanted to go off and be a real boy, I mean artist, Um yeah, I'm going to expand the Hellboy universe. Fucking Muppet. <laughs> he's also coming back for the first time in uh, his first comic work that he's going to write and draw in five years. And it's called Sir Edward Gray Archer. Oh, he's, yeah, he's doing an Edward Gray story. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And not a Hellboy story. That's right. really interesting. <laughs> yeah, so, the, you know, people that listen to this program know that the Hellboy universe of books is one of the universes 
that I read and enjoy. Uh, so uh, I'm always interested in hearing about expansions of that universe. It just sucks that that Muppet fool is the creator uh, of, uh, of, of that universe. But in fairness, I've, I've had issues with other creators of other universes. Howard Chaikin comes to mind. I had an issue with Howard Chaikin for many, many years. Um, but then, you know, he came to his senses and now we're fairly friendly, I would say. So in any event, I'm always happy to hear that they're going to be expanding a universe that I enjoy. And Hellboy is very high on that list. So there you go. And with that, Mr. Scott, Mr. Scott, Mr. Sandwich, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 656. Five. Is that why you're holding up a five, Scott? Yep. Because it's five. 655. Um, the one we haven't named yet. Probably should have something to do with DC. DC Phantom? I mean, I don't know. We, we I don't had, know. You had you can't. I, I wouldn't say it was. I wouldn't say it was dumb, but I would say something like, you know, they got me. Oh, that's a good one because the Batman trailer. Well, we'll talk about in segment two why that's important. So let's let's. O F dash dash dash. O F dash 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 dash. Right, four to three dashes. O F dash dash i don't think we can use dashes right Isn't no it could thing? be oh fudge oh fudge fudge yeah. oh fudge yeah yeah we could do that, that works call for it oh fudge and we'll go to commercial after these messages we'll be right back yeah We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. 
Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. I didn't say fudge. I said the word. The big one. The queen mother of dirty words. The F dash 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 word. Hey, this is Ian Petrella, Randy Parker. Oh, Randy. Don't play with your food. Eat it. Ah, Starving people would be happy to have that. Yano Anaya, Grover Dill. In our world, you were either a bully, a toady, or one of the nameless rabble of victims. Scott Schwartz is flick. from a Christmas story and you are listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. A crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. Live from the sandwich shop, Pie Production in Southern, Southern California and East Coast Scott's Apartment of Love. Bow chicka wow wow. It's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is a 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the Proton Torpedo Bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. Your 118 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you receive as part of your subscription. 
as a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't want to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at BuiltXWing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. It's getting better all the time. Yes, I try. I've been doing it like over a year now at this point. I I, I would like to imagine there's improvement. <laughs> In, needs improvement. I remember I used to get that on my poor penmanship when I was a child. The teacher would have a little stamp in like first and second grade and it would say needs oh. improvement by my penmanship. But you're doing really good. You would get a gold star from me today, uh, Sandwich, on that read. Kev, what do you Except think? For my fuck up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm having fun with filters. Fun, fun with, with filters, filters folks. All right. We well, need, let's. We need like a. We need production for fun with filters. Yeah. Let's let's get into the DC fandom before Kev gets too far down the rabbit hole. Put put that put that on your list, uh, Scott. You heard the sandwich. He would like some production for fun with filters. Fun get, with get, filters. Get Christy Morris on the phone because we need some voice work. Sam, get get Sam on the phone. Where are my pictures? Where are the pictures that I asked for? Okay, DC. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> DC fandom. Uh, so just going down the or the rundown of the show, they started off with uh, Mr. Dwayne the Rock Johnson talking about uh, Black Adam and gave you a little sneak peek. You didn't really get to see much of it, other than like a very well, small let's, opening let's, scene. I, I think what we, the, the best way to handle this in I think a timely manner is for us to you know, if we have a quick comment to make about each of these things, uh, each of us, I think that's kind of, that might be the best way to handle it. So uh, my comment on um, Black Adam, uh, it, you know, uh, basically a description of what they showed. They showed some behind the scenes stuff and then they showed what they're calling the teaser, which is the scene where Black Adam enters the film. Right. Summoned. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so what? That's kind of what I was like. Because to me, he's still, and they're going to play him up as an anti-hero, even though I've always viewed Black Adam, A, as a villain, and B, as a Shazam villain. So it's kind of like, uh, I, I, I really don't get what they're trying to do here. I don't have enough info yet. Um, but I'm glad after what seems like an eternity since they started talking about Dwayne Johnson and this movie that we're actually seeing something. So that's very exciting. I, I mean, I think that the action's going to be really strong in this movie with, with Dwayne Johnson. Um, but yeah, how I don't know how they're going to pull him into a character that is not a villain, right? Yeah. I mean, like, like Venom's an anti-hero, right? I mean, you know, yeah, and but, Wolverine. I mean, for if we're if we're gonna go down the list, I mean, Wolverine kills people. He's an at best, he's an antihero. Venom. They've they've turned Venom into an antihero. He wasn't in the beginning, and I think they're trying to do the same thing with Black Adam. It's a character that they pitched to Dwayne Johnson, probably playing the villain, and he was like, "I can't be a villain." You know, so then they're going to have to twist this into the anti-hero uh, route. Sandwich comment. Well, when when you get Dwayne the Rock Johnson for a movie, you it, 
him attaching his name to anything sells. So I think it makes, I, I would not honestly be surprised if we don't end up, even if this movie sucks with more than one black Adam movie, honestly, because like I said, Dwayne, the rock Johnson sells on name alone. Um, I don't agree with the, with the anti-hero shtick for him. Cause like Kev said, he's not an anti-hero. He's firmly a villain, even more firmly in my opinion, a Shazam villain, but this is a comic movie. It's not the comics. So different universe, different rules, maybe if they want, it's going to be hard in my opinion to introduce black Adam without having Shazam in this movie. Cause I don't think he is, but I'll be interested to see what we get when an actual trailer hits. East coast, Scott. Um, for, for me, to, it's like kind of what you were saying, Kev times a thousand is like, I don't, I barely know anything about black Adam. I vaguely remember him from Shazam as a villain. So the teaser for me was just like, I don't know. It didn't tell me anything. Fair. All right. West coast, Scott. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't don't have any additional comments. So next would be uh, they start talking a little bit about Aquaman, right? Just it was basically just concept art and uh, an image of Black Manta for uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. They actually showed some behind the scenes footage. I think they referred to it as Jason Momoa's first day on the set. So they did have a little film where they showed uh, behind the scenes of sort of the first, you know, like they usually do, and then they had. Uh, Patrick Wilson said a few words and the other one said a few words and Jason Momoa said a few words, but that movie is like 2023. So they didn't have much in the way of anything to show you. Cause I think it's only just gone into production. So um, I'm looking forward to it only because I surprisingly shockingly like the first one. So uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm glad Black Manta is carrying forward because I really did like that character in the first film as well. So um, I did think they would replace what's her name Amber as Heard. Mira, Amber Heard. I thought they would replace her as Mira. I guess they decided not to do that. Okay, fair enough. Um, and so that's, that's what I got. I wonder if they have minimized her role in it. They not, might have, you know, just kind of reduced have. how much screen time she gets. Uh, anything else uh, to add, West Coast? No, they they also played a clip from uh, the second episode of the three part. Uh, oh no, no, no don't one. get ahead. We oh, want to okay. we want to give the other boys an opportunity. Yep. Sandwich Aquaman two. Uh, I'm excited. I along with Kev enjoyed Aquaman one a lot. Um, if it's following the 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 path of sequels it could either be horrible or okay no in between so i'm very hopeful for at least the okay right um and i'm excited to see where it goes jason moa did a lot better as aquaman than i thought he would so i'm excited to see him expand on the character east coast scott yeah kind of what uh sandwich was just saying is um jason moa was not at all what i would have ever pictured for aquaman but I thought it was great, the first one. I thought it did a great job. Um, so I'm looking forward to the second one. And without trying to derail the whole conversation, I remember I, last night Kevin and I were up late and we were talking about Jason Momoa as Lobo, which probably wouldn't happen because he's playing Iron Man. Unless they unless they ended sort of the Iron Man universe and kind of just did a Lobo standalone movie, I think casting him 
uh, Aquaman, not Iron Man. Uh, I think them casting, I think what I said to East Coast Scott, he can back me up on this, is I think what they did by casting him as Aquaman is shooting themselves in the foot for probably the best Lobo that they could ever possibly hope for. So either they're going to have to, you know, finish this Aquaman nonsense, give it a little rest, and then bring him back as Lobo. Or, you know, or not do Lobo, which I think would be a shame. I mean, by the time they get done with it, there'll be another actor that's like, oh, this guy will be a good Lobo, I'm sure. Uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna bring Momoa around for Lobo. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, we can't really say that, can we, in the face of Chris Evans having played two different Marvel characters. Now and that's for different all studios. gonna go away. I know it's all gonna go away once the new Fantastic Four is here, but still. I, I still think it's a valid argument to say that you could, I mean, you certainly can make Jason Momoa unrecognizable as Lobo. That's certainly possible. So it, there, there is a, 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 at least a possibility that that could occur. Um, but in any event, all right, what was the next thing on the list? Uh, it was just uh, the clips from King of Atlantis, that cartoon three-part series uh, that, that I mentioned that's on HBO Max. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't see, I didn't see that. So I, I, I can't comment on it because I didn't yeah, see it. It just it feels like it's got a Rick and Morty look to it. Just kinda you know, just kinda seems like irreverent, you know, is all I can say. Right. But I haven't watched enough of it to, to really comment on it. Anybody else seen any of it? No. 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 All right, then we'll we'll move on. Uh they talked about their milestone initiative, right? Which is just uh exploring diversity through the DC universe. Um and then the Suicide Squad kills the Justice League from Rocksteady Games trailer yes supposed to be coming out next year now that um, story is completely I, different I mean, than it, it, injustice right yeah i think i think they're capitalizing they're trying to capitalize uh, uh, or force i should say i think it's it's more force i think they're trying to force popularity onto suicide squad to make it a thing and because of the James Gunn movie, because they're moving forward with the Peacemaker TV show with John Cena, uh, and now this video game, and so on. And so I think they're trying really hard to make Suicide Squad a thing, like Guardians of the Galaxy became a thing after the, fir after the first movie. I mean, how many people in, in on this program read or heard of Guardians of the Galaxy before the first movie? I know I did. I'm betting East Coast Scott did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's that's the whole point. And Marvel didn't shove Guardians of the Galaxy down our throat to make them a thing. They made an amazing movie. It was really funny with characters that everybody loved and identified with. And therefore, they became a thing as opposed to what Warner is doing, which is they made a mediocre second movie with um, some characters they hoped people would love and enjoy and are now trying to jam it down our throat as being a popular thing, including live action TV show for one of those characters, video games. I think there's a cartoon coming as well. They're having some sort of resurgence in the comic uh, also. So that's, that's what I think is the issue there with Suicide Squad. Yeah, I, I mean, did, I think. Did that, anyone else see the the game or the gameplay or anything? There is no gameplay yet, which is a problem, which is a way that video game developers hide poor gameplay. 
which is not showing you gameplay and just showing you like trailers of story. I I hope it's basically Pac-Man. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the characters they have, there's, you know, King Shark, which he got a big bump during the Suicide Squad because all the kids like King Shark. Stallone voiced. This one isn't, but the, the one in the movie is. Right. Harley Quinn because every it's like the most intro superhero super comic she's a an intro level character if you're getting into comics or stuff you enter through Harley Quinn or Deadpool in my opinion um Deadshot who is cool I guess I don't know anyone who's really a Deadshot fan and then Captain Boomerang who once again no one's really a fan of him maybe some people from the first Suicide Squad movie if they were a fan of the movie. He's 100% comic relief, right? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, exactly. and again, it is a different kind of comic relief. They're because, all comic relief. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, I guess, yeah, they're all different types of, of comedy, but it's like Captain Boomerang is just ridiculous and you don't really need him to as much. Like King Shark is, was a different kind of comedy in The Suicide Squad, the, the second movie. Yeah. So, so yeah. No, yeah, no gameplay. For the it, game. And, and just so I, I agree with you, Kev. It's like it, it was making me think of like you said, Marvel does it this way, and then DC Warner kind of is a little ham-handed. It's almost like I remember. Yeah. I, I remember. Uh, it's like you got your Stephen King and you got your Dean Arcoons, right? Not quite as good, but it's okay, right? It's it's that that's your Marvel DC cinematic or really everything except the comics. I guess is that well, what you guys would tell? Well, listen, me? listen. One of us in the room here is an author, so yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about that analogy? Scott nailed it um, with the Stephen King, Dean Arcoons reference. There you go. Perfect. All right. So let's move on. Uh, the, the Peacemaker uh, series trailer dropped as well. That comes out January uh, 13th of 22. I, yes. I mean, I, I think it looks fun. I mean, you know, I liked Peacemaker. I like John Cena. I like, and, you know, I think that he seems funny. He seems like a nice guy. All of the roles, like, you know, when you see him in like these comedy movies, I feel like he pulls it off pretty well. He seems very likable. And yeah. and so I think that the Peacemaker show is going to be I, funny and amusing. I just don't give a crap about this character. You know, like, I just don't, like, I I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the dose of him that I got in the movie. I thought was fine. But I'm going to get a, a half hour or an hour of him on a weekly basis for so many weeks. Now, let me tell you the bright spot to that. And again, I, I didn't like this. It, he's not peacemaker, by the way, is not Deadpool. You know, even though they're trying again, it's another one of those situations where they're like, well, what's a character we have like Deadpool, you know, like, well, it's not peacemaker, but I guess they thought John Cena is low enough hanging fruit where they probably could get him to do. I mean, look at the rest of the talent in that Suicide Squad movie. They weren't signing none of those people up to do a TV show. None of them, you know, and, and maybe Boomerang, but who cared? So the point is, is Cena has a name coming in. If they could sign him up to do a TV show, you know, you see where I'm going here. He was the he was the only one that they were going to get that at least had some draw. So I understand why they did it, but that wasn't even the bright spot for me. The bright spot for me was Vigilante, which is a book that I actually read and liked a very long time ago. I thought Vigilante was a was a really great book a, a thousand years ago, um, and I I really liked that they kind of took that character and put him live action, and he's clearly in the show 
significantly and not just sort of a flash in the pan, which I thought was really great. Also, I want to bounce back to Black Adam also just for a hot second and say that um, um, it also they also showed like Pierce Brosnan, who is playing Dr. Fate. Yes. And they showed the gentleman who's playing Hawkman, who I've always been sort of a sideline Hawkman fan. I read at least one of those iterations from beginning to end. I can't remember which which one it was. Um, and then they showed there was another character, I think, as well as another. I think it was a a, a, a female hero. I think you said I Cyclone. Remember. I think Cyclone was. Oh, Cyclone. Yeah, it was Cyclone. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they, they are going to do other characters in that show, which I think is a great choice for them to do i had no idea dr fate was one of them and i had no idea it was going to be pierce brosnan so uh well done there i think uh, pierce brosnan would be a great dr fate um so there you go anyway what was the next item on the list uh we had like a little superman montage right there was superman and lois and uh the, like a tour of the farm they had the the characters the tv show yeah the, the tv no, show. never superman seen it no interest in seeing it any of you guys no um, I didn't see the clip that, that West Coast Scott was mentioning, but I saw the first two, maybe three episodes of Superman and Lois. Just like, eh, didn't love it. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to watch it, but I just, you know, I, I don't have time. That's the guy with the weird name playing Superman, right? The one that we like from the Arrowverse? Tyler Hocklin. Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, it is the Arrowverse Superman, Yes. Who I mean, yeah. who's okay. crossed over with Supergirl, right? I mean, it's all crossed over. Yeah. So they did, they did like a a, a retrospective, a look back uh, for or Flash Supergirl or as well. Flashpoint, right, or something? It's crisis. They merged them. It was Crisis, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. What else you got, West Coast Scott? They did a look back over all the Supergirl. As That's she's ending. Coming, as no one ending. cares. New stuff. Uh, let's see. Star Girl League of Super Pets movie coming out. So it's going to be. Uh, Crypto it's, and Ace the Star Girl and the League of Super Pets. No, no, those are two different things. They they oh, okay. they did a a, a a peak of the Star Girl episode uh, from the and then the the movie coming out May of twenty two cartoon, uh, but it's going to be a big screen uh, release of the League of Super Pets, which is basically Ace the Bat Hound and Crypto. So it's you know, whoopee. Yeah, hey, it's for kids. I mean, I'll probably take my kid to see it. Um, I like Stargirl. I am a fan, actually, of the character. Although, again, the TV show has kind of left me a little cold. But I am a fan of that character. She is one of my DC wheelhouses, I should say. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I really wasn't familiar with Stargirl before. Uh, the, the, the Starman, show. actually. I actually loved the the modern incarnation of Starman. East Coast Scott, is that a book that you read? It is. I don't know the modern stuff, but um, but I did read Starman back in the day for sure. Now, yeah. Now that's yeah. not to be confused with the Jeff Bridges movie Starman, right? That's not. No. A, that's not the same character. No. Nope. No. No. Okay. That is not a superhero character. That is an alien. Right. Well, that's why I just wanted to make sure that those were not related in this, any way. The the one I'm talking about is the one that happened in the '90s. I don't remember who wrote it or who drew it, or it was very popular, but it was also very like almost. <laughs> kind of separated from the rest of the dc universe in a way you know but yeah, i think i'm trying to remember but i think it was it was part of the dc universe but he was like so far away from earth and everything yeah, yeah. really 
and Starman and, and that character is actually, I think, I feel like a descendant. I could be wrong because I don't really honestly remember of the Justice Society Starman. Uh, and then I think the, the girl who is star girl, I think is maybe the daughter of the, of the star man of the nineties, some, something like that. There's some sort of connection there that I, that I'm just not remembering at the moment. Do you know the connection between all of the star man and star girl characters? Give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And explain it to all of us in a brief email uh, voicemail. That'd be great. And you can hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. West Coast Scott. So next there was a... What do you got that's new? Doom Patrol mid-season trailer. Uh, I I believe that they said Doom Patrol was renewed also for a fourth season. This is the third season. That they're oh, it in is? right now. Yeah, the second season was a wow. COVID-shortened COVID second season. This is now I'm third really season. I'm behind. Uh, again, I haven't got to watch the season three yet but i'm looking forward to it i really really like doom patrol um i again, promise i really promise west coast scott that i will sit down and i will watch through the best that i can i will watch that 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 show even though i just i it's just not connecting with me for some reason i don't know why i love the book but i just don't know why this the series isn't connecting and it's funny because it it connects it's it's it had a backdoor pilot in Titans, right? So they are absolutely 100% the same universe, but it feels so different over the Doom Patrol world is so quirky and strange yeah. compared to Titans, which is this gritty, you know, different. They just, they are very different shows. Um, and I, but I really, I really like Doom Patrol. I mean, I couldn't get enough of it. So I'm looking forward to uh, catching up on that. Anybody else? Nobody else has comments on Doom Patrol? So then we got uh, Ezra Miller got to introduce the fact that they really had no nothing to show but a sh- very very short teaser clip of uh, what's essentially Flashpoint. They they showed a full trailer for that movie, Scott. After he said, "We don't have anything to show you," which I thought was weird. Oh yeah, well there's that. Yeah. Um, uh, again, the only comment that I'm gonna make. Well, I'm, it's not the only comment. I'll make a couple. The first is. Um, it's really interesting and it's, it's, uh, I, I guess um, the Michael Keaton Batman angle is very interesting and I do want to see what they do with that character and so on. I'm, I'm not going to disparage that. Here's what I'm going to disparage. How come for a few old tweets, James Gunn got fired, but Ezra Miller chokes out a female fan and he still has a job at Warner Brothers. And he wears a choker to introduce the Flash trailer. And he wears he a, choker a choker yes. to introduce the... Well done, Sandwich. I didn't even get that. But you're right. He wear, He's wearing some sort of weird choker uh, in, in order to introduce the Flash stuff. Wow. That's still remarkable to me. Let's see. We got a first look at uh, Gwendolyn oh, Christie. Hold on. Oh, hold yeah, on. Okay, I'm trying to... Sandwich. We got to give these other people opportunities here, West Coast Scott. Sorry. Um, as a Flash fan, I feel nothing for this movie. I have no interest in this movie. I am a big Flash fan, and I, I just don't care. I just don't care. Nothing about this movie is interesting to me. Nothing about the casting. Nothing about 
any of it really catches my my interests and it's a shame because i love flash as a character he might be my favorite dc character just period and i feel absolutely nothing for this for this movie or ezra miller east coast scott um I, I'm not a huge Flash fan. I think the movie looks good, but um, the Michael Keaton Batman stuff was great. Yeah, that angle is really, I think, going to bring people into that movie who would not have otherwise seen it, I think. Yeah, that's all I care about, for sure. Yeah. What else? All right, so then you got to first look at Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer in The Sandman. So that's a poster they showed, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think she looks great. Yeah, I think Sandman is going to be tremendous. Yeah, I think the big the big deal there is that it then separates it from the Lucifer because the Lucifer on the show Lucifer is a, is the same character that Gwendolyn Christie is playing, right? Well, I don't know if they're connected. Are they connected? Are they the same Lucifer? That's I, I don't think, think I the think same the answer Lucifer. is yes. I think the answer is yes, but I don't. Uh, West I don't Co- think East it Coast, is. East Coast Scott, I think, may have a better answer. No, I don't have a better answer. Okay, good. So uh, I know that Sandman is part of the DC universe. Is the Lucifer incarnation of DC the DC book Lucifer? Is that an incarnation of? Is that a part of the DC universe as well? I believe it is, but I will check and uh, okay. I will report back next week. Um, let's see. Well, we should say Gwendolyn Christie looked good in that poster in the sense that it was an interesting take on the character, um, in my opinion. The way that, uh, the way that um, uh, what's her name? Who played the ancient one um, in Strange? Fuck. Oh, man, I had it till you asked yeah there you go her his name i always forget that one um, so, so in the meantime um that lucifer from sandman spun off into the lucifer that became the one that got the tv show oh okay well there you go so then i guess the answer is yes but in the in the that. books in the books lucifer is blonde looking much more like Gwendolyn Christie does in the poster, right? And remember, Lucifer was an angel, so she does have that angelic kind of the way that the hair is done and, and, and everything. Right. So I think that the, the Tilda more... Tilda Swinton. Tilda Sorry, Swinton. just yep. got it. Yep. The more feminine features uh, to playing Lucifer, I think, totally works with, hey, this is an angel, right? Oh, that's, that's what I, I was going there with Tilda Swinton, but not in... But not in, as the ancient one. But rather as the that angel in uh, the Keanu Reeves Constantine movie, right? That's where I was. That's where I was going with that. So yes, that sort of a- ambiguous sexual ambiguity, I think, is carrying forward uh, with the Gwendolyn Christie Lucifer. So what else you got? Uh, Injustice trailer. Pretty yeah. Pretty harsh. Good trailer, man. I mean, heck of a. I mean, it's a. I don't know if if you could consider that a trailer or just a here's what the here's what's going to happen right you know it gives you yeah. the whole the I'll whole spoil, I, and I feel no problem about spoiling this they show Superman doing shit you always thought Superman could just do that couldn't he and at least three different times during that trailer for that for that movie 
uh he did something where i was like yep he's had the ability to do that all along especially his first appearance when he confronts the joker and i won't spoil it to the degree of saying what happens but i'll just say it's with the joker and with solomon kane later on i'm pretty sure it's solomon kane and there's another one who i've totally forgotten yep so watch that trailer and uh yeah and 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 you'll see the direction they're going with uh, this injustice movie. You got and I know East Coast Scott has seen that trailer because I showed it to him. Yeah, um, yeah. last did, night uh, I I was a fan of the games, so I'm interested in seeing the movie. Mister Sandwich, um, I think I did. This movie come out already, or did it not come out yet? No, this is new. Because I could have sworn the movie came out because I, I thought I saw footage from the movie i don't know why oh you know because the movie comes out tomorrow <laughs> yeah it's, it's ready it's soon very soon what else you got west coast scott uh let's see so just to kind of zip through here there was some blue beetle concept art there was uh, for the movie for the movie yep uh, the, i think they're talking about the return of a comic called monkey prince which i don't know anything about monkey king monkey king all right maybe he that's was a prince, uh, now that's he's a be a chinese import character all right. And then uh, the Gotham Knights trailer with uh, lots of Court of Owls stuff. So if you read uh, the New 52, first, the first story arc in uh, the Batman comics was the cor- introduction of the Court of Owls and a character called Talon. And so that seems to be uh, uh, some of the basis for the Gotham Knights video game coming out next year. Right. I don't, I don't, know, if they, I don't know if they showed a lot of gameplay, though. I think it was a lot of cinematics, right? Yeah, there was like some like quick scenes of what could be gameplay, but nothing like it's it based off of the Arkham, the Arkham trilogy games. If anyone played like Arkham City, Arkham Asylum and Arkham Knight. So I think it's that same game engine. So I imagine it'll be similar gameplay. All right. Uh, let's any other comments there. Then they showed the trailer for season three of Batwoman. And uh, season three. Yeah. And nobody cared. And then there's going to be a new, uh, coming out on Blu-ray and digital release February of 22 is Catwoman hunted. So an animated, uh, Catwoman adventure where I guess she's getting the opportunity to, uh, get her record expunged if she, uh, is able to help. So basically helping her to become a, to function as a hero, making anti-hero. Yeah. Anti-hero. Uh, it it was a very, uh, like cutesy animation style. I felt like. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, it didn't have like, yeah. I mean, they're lightening it up. Yeah, for sure. So, Mm -hmm. which, which makes it to me feel like it's also like aimed at a slightly younger audience, maybe. Possibly. Certainly a different audience than the injustice uh, cartoon will get. Um, Yes. Right. Let's see. They did, uh, they did a, a, a clip from Legends of Tomorrow, all of 100 episodes in 100 seconds. Does anybody care about Legends of Tomorrow? Nope. Arrow nope. versus Dead. Arrow versus Dead. There's going to be a Batman podcast called Batman Unburied, where Winston Duke is going to be playing Batman and Gina Rodriguez, right? Uh, Jane the Virgin is going to be playing Barbara Gordon. So that seems like it's going to be a uh, like an audio drama. Right, right. Did anybody listen to the the Wolverine one, like the Longest Night? I think it was called or something like that. It started out on like Spotify and then it was free at some point. Nope. All right. Um, there was some Batgirl concept art. I think 
everybody was excited to see that she's actually going to have movie. red hair. Yep, for the movie. Yep. Titans is going to get a season four. I'm caught up on Titans. It seems to be okay. It's 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 just a, a, a weird universe. You, you know, it's like, are, do the people know who the heroes are, or do they not know who the heroes are? And you know, and, and it's like Batman is much older than I feel like for like Tim Drake to just be showing up. But anyway, I, I just you know, again, it's its own universe, so you can't like compare it to what what you think the story should be. Uh, but it's okay. I'm enjoying uh, the season three of Titans, so I'll stick around for season four. Um, any, anybody else watching Titans? Nobody? Just me? Just yeah. you. Just me. Um, uh, Harley Quinn cartoon's going to get a season three. That's good. Uh, and then Batman Caped Crusader w- seems like it's like an extension of the Batman, the animated series, like same kind of yeah, style. And, yeah. The news on that, I think is interesting. They said it's going to be more noir than the original animated series. And it's going to maintain that, that, sort of nondescript 40s art deco aesthetic and they're going to actually even amp that up a little bit um yeah which i think is really great i'm actually looking of all the announcements that one is one i'm i'm really seriously looking forward to so that looks really great yeah just a couple more things here right so you got uh they talked a little bit about the dc direct and mcfarland toys Um, yeah so yeah of course and and on the heels of 85 announcements in, in the last 10 or 15 days, including an entire McFarland day at GameStop. Don't even get me started. Um, I did get my killing joke Joker that way, though. Just saying. Um, yeah, so McFarland is now going to be handling production on all the DC Direct um, collectibles, it looks like. And they announced a bunch right out of the gate, including action figures for the new movie and two statues, a Batman black and white Mignola um, uh, Gotham by Gaslight Batman in the very popular and long running, very long running at this point, Batman black and white line. Uh, so somebody in this room will be getting that. Yeah, I remember and, I remember reviews of Batman Black and White on this very program, Big Kev's Geek Stuff, years and years ago. So, Oh, yes, it's true. And uh, and also a Joker statue. I think it's the Berhamo Joker with the face ripped off, or, or maybe it's not Berhamo, but it's that Joker yeah, with the face ripped the, off. The faceless Joker. So that's the one yeah. that like then was like like kind of sewed back on like a mask. Eventually, yeah. but I think this, this, I'm pretty sure this uh, statue just, and they showed it. You can go over to McFarland Toys. It's already over there, up for pre order, I think. Um, and then I'm sure someone in this room will, will be getting that as well. So, um, th- uh, so yeah, so they basically cemented the fact that McFarland is doing DC Direct stuff as well as um, the license, master license for um, most of the toy products coming from DC. So, all right, just a couple more here. Uh, DMZ, a show, I guess it's about kind of a, another, there was a civil war. It's based on a Vertigo book, I think. It's, it is, yeah. Actually, it's a quite a good Vertigo book, as a matter of fact. I was very happy to hear that announcement. And then, What's that, Scott? I was a big fan of the book. I read yeah. the whole so, Yeah, I actually, I think, I feel like I read, uh, I feel like I might have read the first couple of trades on that one. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see what they do with that as well. 
how about Naomi coming in 2022? I, I couldn't really get a feel for what it's about. It just it shows a, a young girl in school. Something's happening with Superman. She goes, oh, I got to go get this for my blog. She runs out and then she passes out and sees Superman fly over her. Like, I don't know anything about it. No idea. No idea. No, it sounds like, you know, is it, you know, a a day or, or, or days in the life of a normal person, a normal kid inside living inside the DC universe? I mean, you know, think of, think of it like Marvel's, you know, which was basically the story of just a regular guy reacting to the events uh, happening in his world, which is the Marvel universe. I, I mean, it sounds like it could be something like that, which on the one hand could be very interesting, but on the other hand could be kind of like, eh, all right, we get it. We'll see. What else? Anything? Uh, uh, just one or two more. You got to, they showed a uh, kind of a first look of at Shazam Fury of the gods, which is scheduled for 2023. Yeah, uh, that was a behind-the-scenes thing, like Aquaman was, right? Uh, Wonder and, Woman and and Black Adam also a little bit. Yeah, they they celebrated uh, eighty years of Wonder Woman. Uh, I think there's going to be another animated Wonder Woman feature, but I, yes, yeah. And then uh, Sweet Tooth is going to get a season two. Did anybody watch Sweet Tooth? Awesome. Sweet Tooth was I'm, awesome. I meant to finish it. What's- I'm like halfway through the season what's the premise i don't i'm not i mean you know obviously it's a kid that looks like a deer but what what is it It, um in a future some sort of genetic experiment goes awry and becomes a plague that makes children that are born uh to be hybrid half human half animal okay uh and they become second class citizens and put into camps very uh dystopian post-apocalyptic I um I want to read the comic book uh, that it was based on, but I've heard from a lot of people that it's not <laughs> it was the show. Hmm. All right, so that's getting a season two, and then uh, second to last here, Pennyworth. The I, I think was that a W? What what show? What network was the Pennyworth show on? Was that it was, it was Showtime? Showtime? So so Penny- it was one of those off cable channels, and, yeah, and so. It had two seasons there. They're going to continue it with a season three, but seasons one and two are also coming over to HBO Max. So there'll be more Penny, uh, Penny work. Was it any a, good? No. <laughs> no. All right. They should have called the show Young Alfred the Butler. It probably would have sold better than Pennyworth. But no, I, 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 no, it didn't hook me. Just the same way Gotham did. It was just like. I, I don't need long interpretive stories about the people surrounding Batman. You know, and Gotham was the worst because all it did was ham handedly suppose that every single character in Batman's life already existed in Gotham when he was a child. Right. It just, it was a stupid premise. Um, but yeah, no, I wasn't big on Pennyworth either. So. Not that big. All right, what else you got? And then the the grand finale, right? The Batman in theaters, March 4th, 22. Yeah, and here's what I'll say about it. It totally got me. They finally got me. It took them a year of teases and photos and everything else. They finally got me. That trailer was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. It felt like Batman this time. Now, there are still things, you know, that I don't necessarily agree with. I think the car looks a little too, too, you know, 
uh, Bo and Luke Duke-ish. <laughs> uh, At least Batman you know, didn't just... scream yeehaw as he went through the fire in, I mean, in the car. That's all you needed, though. And I mean, that's all it needed. If somebody actually edits that in there, I think that would be really funny. Um, that I mean, uh, sh- that I don't I'm really not big on. I have to say still, I'm not really big on the costume. I'm not big on the the sort of shiny helmets. I'm not big on that. I, I don't know. It's not right. But that said, now I, I putting a lot of that aside because it seems like we're dealing with a year one ish situation here, mm-hmm. which means if we're going to grow this franchise, there is the possibility that the suit will grow into a little bit more of a, you know, a little less of a, I made this in my garage and a little more of a, I'm a billionaire, you know, kind of feel which is what i'm hoping i like you know what this and this gave nothing of the story away this one this trailer and this is what i've been telling everybody and i said this to east coast scott as well um and and uh, uh, and and jerry uh who who i was happy to share that trailer with as well uh, uh my new friend jerry uh and uh that this this trailer was all about tone that's what they were establishing in this trailer tone and it worked it's a dark movie he's a brutal guy whatever it is that's going on he's going to get to the bottom of it you know they showed a lot more of selena kyle uh catwoman um uh what's her i forget her name um uh, kravitz uh yeah zoe kravitz yeah Uh, they showed a lot more zoe kravitz they showed a lot more Penguin, again, where I'm shocking people by telling them that it's Colin Farrell, uh, uh, which nobody seems to believe, but it is. I swear it's him. Uh, and, and and some other things as well. Action sequences. He beats up a gang in there that look a lot like the Joker to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what that's all about, but I'm sure we're going to find out. I mean, I don't, I don't think... With all due respect, I don't think they can go too long uh, in the Batman universe without having a Joker. And although it will break East Coast Scott's heart and my own, I don't think it's going to be Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, no. which is too bad. But I don't think that's who it's going to be. Um, the point being is uh, th- there was a lot to look at in that in that trailer and they finally got me. I'm finally. I'm really looking forward to seeing this movie, the story, how it get put, how it gets put together, and so forth. So, you guys, sandwich. Uh, I I'm with Kev. I had little to no interest. Not interest. I was interested in the movie. I didn't have much hope in it because, you know, Sparkle Bat. When you say Sparkle Bat, and you refer to that as John Patterson, you know. You, you you get a vibe from that. It's like, oh, we're demeaning him a I'm little bit. Bat. You know, and the suit looks kind of handmade. And then, you know, like, I don't know. The Batmobile is a souped-up charger, basically. You know, I didn't know what I was going to like going into this film. And then we got this trailer. And then it took all of... It took, like, the same stuff, but put it under a new lamp. And it's like, oh, wait this is actually pretty good. So 
I'm excited. I am. I, I have renewed excitement for this film. Sometimes you just need a little bit more context. What about you, West Coast Scott? Uh, you know, I. I mean, I'm a huge Batman fan, so I mean, I was going to see this movie no matter what. The one thing. Oh, that, we all were going to see I mean, it no matter what. Yeah, and and like like what Sandwich just said, it's like you say Sparkle Bat because it's Robert Pattinson, and you you know he's unfortunately so tied to the Twilight movies, and I feel like they went out of their way to kind of ugly him up a little bit because like the scenes where he's supposed to where he's just kind of standing out maybe it's on the courthouse steps or something and he's clearly supposed to be bruce wayne but what i thought was this doesn't look like bruce wayne billionaire playboy that you know is the heartthrob that all the socialites want to to you know what i mean like he just seems he just seems like an angry young man and i'm you know so he's gonna also have to figure out how to balance yeah. the character of Bruce Wayne, yeah. right, with Batman, right? You know, so I think that so I think that's a good thing, right? That that he has to evolve both parts of his persona, right? He's got to figure out who Batman is and figure out who Bruce Wayne is to create you know, the he, the character. He, he he looks like Bruce Wayne goth kid. Yeah, I mean, and that's it. He's a, he's a goth kid, you know, he's got the the eye makeup when you see him in, in some other scenes yeah. and so forth. So And he's got and he's got obviously dyed black hair. Yeah, you know, like it's almost startling how how obvious it is that it's not his his actual hair color. Um, but uh, East Coast Scott, yeah, I thought it looked amazing. Um, I thought the fight choreography looked really exceptional. Yeah, and, true. Um, and, and I also, you know, I I like the the grungy handmade costume and Dodge Charger Batmobile look. I'm, I'm into that. Yeah, especially the the, the car. I, I I liked a lot. Um, but again, my first car was a 68 Dodge Charger, so I don't have a problem with that. Uh, we talk about the fight choreography, and especially in the trailer, right? They had that, that scene with, like, the machine guns in the dark, and all you see is the yeah. is, is the muzzle flash. And, yeah. and him, that was a yeah. fantastic scene. That looks really good. So um, that was the standout moment of the trailer to me. Yeah. Like I said, I think, uh, you know, just to put a, a, a bow on it, I, I think if the idea here was to establish the tone of this movie as being different from other Batman franchises, they uh, it's 100% a score. It's a direct hit even in that regard. So, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the Batman. Um, and uh, I, I will be very excited when uh, on top of the tone and the design and some of the other and the and like East Coast Scott said the action see the fight sequences and 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 the things that uh, uh, Sandwich said as well. I, I think once we get even more context to build on what uh, the Sandwich said, once we get even more context, I, I think that this is going to be even better. So and I have to say already what I think will be what is already my favorite line in the movie um because i don't i i have limited choices at this point still but my favorite line already in this movie is when that light goes on referring to the bat signal he, he says when that light goes on it's not a signal it's a warning that was really yeah. cool that's a really good line it's, it's almost as good as i'm not in here with you you're in here with me right that's yeah. the, the best line from from watchman yeah yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, that was a great line. So, uh, all right. Well, there we go. DC Fandom uh, is done. Thank God. Uh, and coming up this week is <laughs> this week's convention. Uh, since yeah. we have one every week now, uh, this week's uh, coming up this weekend is PulseCon. That's the Hasbro convention where, according to rumor, 
um, Hasbro will showcase at least three new Star Wars products, three new Star Wars products, including their um, uh, including their Black Series HasLab Rancor, according to rumor, will be revealed this weekend. And, uh, and, and hopefully lots of other things as well, um, most of which will probably not be new or newsworthy um, or entirely new in the sense that large parts of them will be reuse. I'm sure we'll get new troopers, which are repaints of old troopers. <laughs> anyway, don't want to go down that hole. Uh, so that's what we have forward. Uh, uh, we have to look forward to this weekend. Let's wrap this bitch up, Scott. All right. Uh, so why don't we start with uh, reminding folks how they can follow the show, right? If you want to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can find us at GeekStuffTNG on all the social medias. You can also reach out to us to give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. We actually had a voicemail that we did not have time for this week, so we will save that for next week. It is a very special and important voicemail. We will start off with that next week. Yeah. Oh, and we should say that the voicemail that we had last time, we couldn't figure out the guy's the guy's website by what he said. Yeah, it was you Travis. Have an update on that? Yeah, Travis. I reached back out to him, so it is uvdtoys.com. Travis, our voicemail from a couple weeks ago. So, uh, again, thanks again for calling in. We appreciate that. You can also send us an email, like the person that uh, said that Kev should watch uh, Battlestar Galactica. One more time, Kev. What was my response to him supposed to be? I think I wrote it down. No. Okay. Uh, what's period. the no period? Period. What is Thank the, you, sandwich. The email. I, I, you don't want to leave punctuation, important punctuation off. That's right. And then you know you could put also on there, Scott. You could put love. Comma, and then and then the next line, big cat. All right, so there you go. I will make sure that I that I do that. Uh, and of course, so that email is geekstufftng at gmail.com. All right, and then if you also want to support the show on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com/geekstufftng, where you can uh, support the show at various levels to get access to the Discord, the early bird special, the bonus round, or the live show here on Instagram. So please follow us on all of the social medias be sure to subscribe to the show like and share it with your friends and leave us a review it would also be really great with that let's share our personal uh, social medias east coast scott why don't you go first oh uh for me if you can always find me on facebook or you can look for any of my novels short stories articles on amazon.com by just searching for scott christian car all right sandwich oh. You can find me on Instagram and Xbox One at Fat Dumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. All right, and then I am Pi Day Scott on Twitter and Pi Day Scott One on Instagram. You can find me on any of those places. And you can find me at uh, someday on the Xbox Network again at Big Kev GS. Otherwise, uh, BK Geek Stuff. I think everywhere else. Make sure you're checking out the show's Facebook. We're posting a lot of stuff there. And uh, soon, as uh, West Coast Scott figures out how, um, we post one thing to one place and it will go to all the places. That would be awesome. And yeah, we're working on that. Hashtag producer. <laughs> unpaid intern. No, wait. Unpaid producer. All right. Unpaid, unpaid associate. associate. That's sandwich. And yeah. 
does so, get paid in this program? <laughs> what's that? Who does get paid in this program? The audience. The audience. Oh. Very good. Oh, See what nice. I did there? And with that, uh, East Coast Scott, West Coast Scott, and the sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 655, the one we called Oh Fudge, exclamation point, because we don't want to leave, you know, punctuation off. To a close, uh, the way we end some episodes by saying, Good night, Brian Goldner. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Fudge is only waiting for a man to come her way She has been waiting 80 years for Mr. Maple But he doesn't know that she is waiting too It's nothing new Mr. Maple gets up early every morning Cooks his breakfast all alone The house is cold He needs a woman's hand to comfort him In his reclining years He overhears on the street they pass him by and sort of snicker In his younger years he should have been a little quicker In the hand of someone he could love but who's to judge If he'll ever have a meeting with Miss Fudge Miss Fudge's hopes were fading that a man would come her way She had been donning no one's socks When the years crept up, the misery just slowly pushed her on And now she's gone Mr. Maple's life alone was just too much for him to bear And in his heart he knew that there would never be a someone there to comfort him At times he cried, and then he died but everything is better now, they're both at last together. The question now is answered for all those who wonder whether they each should last have found a friend, and if they did misjudge, they're two stone side by side, red table fudge. All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs> <laughs>